BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Did you know some travel credit cards offer 10 times points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. NerdWallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side by side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards? A free flight? A room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Welcome. You sound excited because today's going to be a very, very, very different show. We are only doing love dedications. <laughs> so we're going to take your calls and we're going to fish out all the great romantic well, ballads of the past 50 oh, years. I'm so excited to be here today. I'll bet you have one. Uh, a romantic ballad that you have really cherished? Mm. Your wedding song or something? Or, I love or, Open Arms by Journey. See, one of my favorites. Oh, I knew she she'd have uh, You like that one? <laughs> that's one of my favorites. I mean, I have a whole list, but I can't think of them right off the top. Okay. That one would get me, not just like turning off the radio, but I'd uh, pull over to the side of the road and remove my radio. Crazy for You by Madonna. That's bad. Oh, yeah. That's another one. Right. Right. What was that Brian Adams song I brought up oh, a few months ago? You oh, also liked? I love that. Um, uh, nothing can change what you mean, mean to, to me. me. <laughs> this is not the way I envisioned us opening the program Happy today. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah, you, yeah, you see how excited she is? His heart's popping out of her head in the air. Bring back all the greatest hits of the Valley Girls. Did you uh, get her French fries today? Well, not that she's your Valentine. I don't want to Yeah, exactly. Anything, but, uh, but no, he did not get me French fries. That would have been a nice uh, a nice thing. But Yeah, no, right? No. Like little red sprinkles on them. And <laughs> Was that you again? <laughs> yeah. Did you just make that noise? I did. Eric, mark oh. that, please. Oh, God. Holy mackerel. That was it's, another uh, one with lots of saliva. I don't think you're going to get French fries after that noise. I don't know what no, that is. Is that a sign it, of approval or what? I don't I, know what it was. Jeez. In actuality, that's all we'll say about Valentine's Day. So there you go. Okay. <laughs> John's happier. Got it out of the way. Uh, we are going to begin, though, with one of the bigger stories today. And I don't know why. After I saw this story and I was walking around the house thinking about it, John Cobelt popped into my head because it made me laugh because there was a point when he called this person fine bag. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And what was Friday's uh, noise? Do you have that one too? Yeah. 
Because we're going to use he, that for the hack in a dumpster, it. right? We, we have a lot of files on her. It was, so. They're similar, but this one, the yeah. one Friday was a little more <laughs> wet. Yes, yeah, that, wet. Yeah, that, that was one, the word I was looking for. That one splattered. <laughs> <laughs> and that is her Valentine to the audience. Happy Valentine's Day, yeah. y'all. Take that. <laughs> what a mature show. Um, wow. Well, back in the day when she was actually speaking or doing anything, uh, we did talk. We haven't talked about her in years because clearly oh, she's, she's not been in the she mental state. Right? She doesn't do anything anymore. Right. Basically a very passive situation. They're 89 right. years old. They, they, they uh, but remember the days of clutching pearls, we used to say, because she would make these announcements that sounded like she was so nervous and so fragile. that, And she always wore those big pearls around her neck. Mm-hmm. So we always be like, she's pearl clutching again. But, yeah, she has not been in the forefront of anything legislatively for many well, years that I, mean, I can think of. Well, there isn't anything going on inside anymore. No, I, well, I mean, she walks around the hallways of the Senate yeah. and she does get <laughs> angry with her staff. And there's something going on. And but, re- reintroduces herself but it's, every it's day to her But it's the classic staff. symptoms of forgetfulness and uh, also quick to anger. Yeah. When you're kind of in this declining well, mental mean, state. Because there's holes. You get impatient and then you don't understand why they don't understand. But, of course, they're puzzled because you're not remembering anything. Well, the, so. the, Alzheimer's patients have holes in their brain. You know, the Swiss yes, cheese Yes, like effect. Swiss cheese. Yes, well, so, I talk. mean, you're, you're arguing with a hole. <laughs> what, 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 wherever the information used to be. <laughs> yes. Or, or the, uh, the part of the brain that would control outbursts, that's now uh, empty. It's uh, space for rent. So and there's the one thing what are you gonna that do? is really true. I'm nowhere near her age, but I know this to be true. Short-term memory does become a problem. Short-term memory. A lot of times you have things stored in your brain, experiences you've had. Long-term memory is, can be sharp. But I, <laughs> five minutes later, I'm like, what was it I was going to do? <laughs> oh, yeah, I was going to put my pants on. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> ah, and that's her problem. In the car. And a lot of what you deal with in that job is short-term memory because they're bringing <laughs> like, up issues. and bringing Like up remembering the person you just met? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, we've all had that problem. Well, that's only when you're introduced to 10 people at a party. It's like, I don't know. Anyway, I don't remember anything. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, so the big announcement is she is not going to run right. for re-election next year. So it's done. Uh, she's already it's, 89. She would have been 90 by the time she was in her mid-90s. It's a good thing, you know, you don't really need senators for anything. Uh, you don't. You and I downplay the importance of most of these positions. Uh, they're well, largely symbolic. No, because every, everybody in California will vote exactly the same. I, I don't think there, there's going to be any difference between how Feinstein votes and whoever the next uh, sack of potatoes is. I don't think there's any difference between her votes and, and the other. What's the name of the other senator? Well, uh, I kind of disagree. At- Maybe not anymore, but there was a time she would speak up about immigration. She sounded, what's the word they use, moderate? Compared to that dope boxer and now mm. this whole left-wing crowd we got now. But Padilla, now, now everybody. these two idiots, Adam Schiff is running to replace her and Katie Porter. Oh, they are way out there. This, John, I would compare to the L.A. City Council with the, uh, the, the Democrat socialists taking over. That's even more extreme than what we've seen. Maybe not more extreme than Bonin, but some of the other council members. I think Feinstein falls into that category. I saw that quote yesterday by a guy who I think put it right. He said, well, you know, they used the term progressive, but I think this crowd's beyond that. I call them extremists. It was a guy in Portland talking about the story up there. I was That's- talking to a friend of mine who's... Uh- Politically involved, real liberal, and he's shaking his head at these democratic socialists that are in the council. 
Yeah. yeah, it was like these people are crazy. These aren't liberals. These aren't Democrats. These are, you know. A, oh no, they want to tear it down anarchists. and start over. The yeah. whole capitalist system is racist and oppressive, right. and they want to start over. But uh, you know, fortunately, and they want to give away everything. Rent should be free. Healthcare obviously should be free. Most things you can think of that are anything close to the basics should be a right. Fortunately for them, most of the people in L.A. City and in the state are asleep, and they're not paying attention. And yes. they don't know what's going on. Somebody asked me the other day, why are all these things going wrong at the same time? I go, because nobody pays attention anymore. Yeah. Apathy right. took over. They're staring at their screens, looking at the TikTok scroll. doesn't matter. Right. And they left really, the front door open. They came in. They yep. took over they while squatted. you were asleep. Right. They squatted. And That's, now this is the direction they're taking us with a more grim city with crime and homelessness. And, exactly and right. It, it, it's turning out exactly the way they planned. This is what they wanted. They wanted to destroy the city. And they are. Yeah. I mean, so the three that are going to run are, are Katie Porter, who I call her the load from Orange County, who I think is still living like rent-free at UC Irvine. Oh, yeah. she's Adam Schiff, everybody knows about Pencil who, who ought to be in a mental institution. And the only person, the only person in Congress that voted against invading Afghanistan after Osama bin Laden and uh, his oh, group. Oh, yeah, right. She's... Uh, Barbara Lee of Oakland is yeah, supposed she, to run. I thought she was old, too. She is old. Yeah. And she's a communist. A congresswoman from Oakland. Right? Actually, you really have three communists running. Uh, yeah. So where does that leave us? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're uh, living under communism now, so... Uh, we got a lot of stuff on the show today. Uh, we'll be talking next hour to a city council member from Culver City. They are banning encampments. We have to be clear about this. We're talking tents. Apparently, from what I understand, you can still roll up a sleeping bag in the park well, on the sidewalk, yeah, but that, that's you can't have a big, like, permanent-looking encampment. And and that's connected to that uh, appeals court ruling. We'll get into that in a few minutes. Yeah. He, they, they've, he, crafted, this they've crafted this to get around any lawsuits that would stick. That's what they're hoping to do. And Santa Monica's declared a state of emergency over homelessness. These are the stories coming up, but uh, we have a chance for you to win $1,000 next. This is the last week for now of the KFI Cash Refill Contest. John and Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Could you wait till I introduce you? <laughs> I have a lot of gas. <laughs> I was going to say, is this a digestive issue? <laughs> it's all, it's all, those, all that vegetables. All the veggies, yeah, yeah. exactly. All right, uh, Deborah, Deborah Mark, live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. You always dampen the show. You know, you're like a large sponge. Uh, yeah, I know. You just come crushing down on all the fun and optimism and optimism. She was excited for Valentine's Day and you crushed her. Exactly. Was, right. Well, she started spitting on me. <laughs> no. You going to go out for a big vegan dinner tonight or? No, no, I'm not. No, oh, no. Nothing special, huh? No, nothing. Well, no, we were talking about this yeah. before the show. Mandated holidays where you're forced to do something with your partner. That's really annoying. I know, but they got half the population to say, well, yeah, it's great. Do it. Yeah, I know. But I mean, the other half is like, really? Cultural, social pressure to go out to dinner is go away. Mind your own business. <laughs> Cultural, social pressure. I didn't say just because I'm not going anywhere doesn't mean that I don't like Valentine's Day. And, you know, I yeah, it's kind of a being on a Tuesday, kind of a miss there. Exactly. I don't think it really, I think it's, you know, usually on the weekends, people probably recognize it more. Uh, coming up after 2.30, the latest on the objects in the sky. We have new information about these things flying around over the U.S. and Canada that were shot down. And we also learned that their first shot missed 
that object over Lake Huron. Yeah, Michigan. that guy. That guy needs to go back for training. <laughs> well, it's not that big an object, but yeah, yeah, I guess it sure should be a way. To... All right, we'll give you all this uh, coming up after two thirty today. Uh, it was finally announced: a man by the name of Edwin Castro is the winner of the two billion dollar Powerball jackpot. That was revealed that we had a winner in California back on November 7th. Uh, California law requires the person to be identified. That's not the case with every state, but that's the case here. And I think you have about a year to step forward and claim your prize. So this guy waited well, about three months. So we can make this guy a target of all the trolls in the world? That's why, uh, what, a, what an idiotic requirement. So you think we should keep it anonymous? Uh, well, yeah, because the world's gotten stupid. Yeah, I don't. I now don't really the know the reasons get, behind the debate as to whether or not to reveal someone's name or the not. Guy, the guy's going to get bothered by every jackass in the world. But but he's had three months to figure something out in terms of keeping himself. Maybe he's moved, changed his phone number, yeah, right. done a lot of things to go underground. That's what maybe you, he's in your bunker. That's what you got to do now, huh? You you have to change your life because uh, yeah, uh, everybody that world, you know and don't know will be coming looking to sell you something or borrow something I, or you know what? I actually be, think be gifted. That's a special type of hell. When you when you you publicly win something like two billion dollars, it every the rest of your life is going to be so annoying. No one's going to treat you normally anymore. And some lottery winners end up losing it all and yeah. then have drugs and alcohol and all sorts of stressors. I don't think that's the case with all of them, but they always highlight those stories where there is an unusual. Years later, they're broke. Well, there's a reason. But buying... this much money would be hard for you to lose it all. There's a reason they're buying lottery tickets. Yeah, you think Bill Gates and Elon Musk spent their twenties buying lottery tickets? No. Okay. Successful people generally don't buy lottery tickets. That is true. All right. So then the ones that win really They don't, don't gamble a lot. That's yeah, true. They, they, Unless they're really high rollers who just go to Vegas for the fun of it. Right. And then, you know, they can spend like $10,000 on one hand of poker or something. But for, that's not a lot of people that are rich anyway. Right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Well, all right. So just to be clear, uh, the prize is $1.9 billion, but he chose the lump sum. Which is a remarkably small nine hundred and ninety-eight million. Think about that. Mm. More than half is gone to get the lump sum. <laughs> well, in a few days, because that's the future value, present value. In a few days, he'll get over that billion-dollar mark. Right. A little uh, bit of interest. Little. Right. Because the way it works is they pay the you out. Market. Yeah, they pay you out over the years, and eventually you would get one point nine billion. Mm. But it'd be many years into the future. If you want to take it all now, they have to discount it back to the what they call the current value or the present value. Right. And that's about nine hundred. Okay, if, when I explained this a few months ago, you didn't seem to understand, but you got it. No, now, I huh? understood it. I always understood it. Oh, okay, that's probably just annoying you. I no, that <laughs> always happens. I <laughs> uh, bought the ticket at a service station in Altadena. Now the thing, he didn't show up today, but he put out a statement. And John, what is one of the not so much anymore, but in the days of the early Moist line, there'd always be a caller who would say what concerning the lottery money. Um, isn't it supposed to be going for the schools? Yes. Why are the schools short of money? Here's if, if his statement today. As much as I am shocked and ecstatic to have won the Powerball drawing, the real winner is the California public school system. The mission of the California lottery is to provide supplemental funding for California public education, both public schools and colleges, makes us a huge win for the state. As someone who received the rewards of being educated in the California public education system, <laughs> it's gratifying to hear that as a result of my win, what? the California school system 
greatly benefits what, as well. Did some public relations agent write that for him? It does sound very he, saying, academically constructed. He, as a guy, he's buying lottery tickets at a service station. And suddenly, as somebody who is, I said, wait, wait, that, that who has received the benefits of an education yeah, in talk, California? Nobody talks like that. That's a PR oh, no, he's, specialist who wrote. You that. win that much money, he's hired all, all sorts of handlers. I'm sure. By exactly now, to handle his money. To That's handle what I'm his saying. Public relations. That's a fake statement. And besides that, has has he seen the test scores in this state? We have we, uh, have, we have some of the. Some of the uh, largest percentages of kids who don't know math and don't know how to read. Right. So given another $156 million to this black sewage hole that is the California education system, isn't going to help anything. Ray, Ray just texted me. I don't know if this is real. He's a security guard in his early 30s. Well, there you go. The winner. So, yeah, he didn't write that. <laughs> <laughs> and he, you know what? He doesn't. He doesn't care about all the money that's going to the education system. <laughs> the PR no, person right. thought it would be a good yeah, look, a good thing to for, say for him to care. And the lottery people said, "Could you please do this for us?" Right. Because- oh, oh, yes. Can, yes, the lottery commission asked the PR agent, "Could you? Re- we want to remind people that the money is going to the education system, oh, definitely. and it would be a great look if this winner would mention how thrilled he is that this money is going to the education system." I bet a thousand dollars that's what happened. That it never even occurred to this man to praise the education system and and the money that's going into it. What the whole thing is phony. So. The money that's going to the lottery, according to this report from the California State Lottery, they're going to get more than $2 billion for public schools mm. for the first time in the fiscal year. Yeah. This is the time to point out, you know how much they spend? They spend over $136 billion. So this is about 1.36%. Yeah. And that's the point we always tried to make with regards to this. It's a drop in the bucket. He did actually say supplemental funding. And it, it, you know, a may, lot of our may, listeners over the years are like, we thought this was funding the schools, wait, wait. this lottery money. Not oh, really. That's by, how they sold it when they had the ballot measure. It doesn't fund the schools. It funds the teachers and the support staff. 80% of all the tax money for the schools goes for salaries and benefits and pensions for yes. teachers, administrators, and support staff. So it's an employment operation. It's not the schools. Right. And, and at one and a half percent, it doesn't make that much difference. And half right? the kids can't read and half the kids can't do math, but they're graduated anyway. And when you try to when you try to buy a bagel and pay cash for it, it takes them an hour and a half to count the change. So that's the truth. All right, up next, your flying object update. Uh, what we know now about these things in the sky that were shot down over North America. Johnny Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. Can you imagine winning the lottery and your response is to compliment the public education system in California? <laughs> yeah, that was a joint effort there. <laughs> the, the, public, the public education system is the reason you're buying lottery tickets. Uh, KFI AM 640, Johnny Ken Show, John Cobalt and Ken Shampoo. Yeah, uh, we uh, want to tell you about the Moist line. It's coming back in just three days, so uh, it's a reminder. Leave a message. Use the iHeartRadio app. That's the microphone icon to leave the message directly there. Or you can, of course, leave one through the phone number, 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. After 2 o'clock, our guest will be a member of the Culver City Council. They want to crack down on encampments, homeless encampments, Three to two was the vote. We'll get the details 
as to what they passed. And, of course, there are many people objecting to it. And it was funny because one of the council members that voted against it said, all this is going to do is move the problem to another city. Exactly. <laughs> you got it right. <laughs> wow. That's a smart guy. That's you a... keep moving them on, and eventually they'll have to pick up and do something else with their lives. There's, right? another, there's another lottery ticket buyer right there. Remember, it's a bumper sticker. Once you tolerate it, it <laughs> will grow. That's all there is to it. Uh, now, the update on the uh, objects in the sky. Well, we found out today from the chairman of the Joint Chief of Staff, General Mark Milley, He's kind of a uh, wild card, isn't he? From what I remember, when Trump was president, wasn't he saying all sorts of wild things? Or I, I don't. He and Trump did not get along. Oh, is that what it was? I just remember he was uh, yeah pretty pretty Trump, outspoken. Trump, Trump was uh, aggravated with him. He had a news conference with the Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, and the missile strike that was carried out on an object floating over Lake Huron on Sunday, apparently the first Sidewinder missile missed. Uh-oh. Mm. I know. Uh, you imagine the reaction when you're like, uh-oh, where'd it go? Now, what happens when that has a nuclear warhead on it? Well, <laughs> that, well not to shoot this down, it wouldn't. But. No. <laughs> but I think no, the no, concern no. is you, no. can still, you could still get something uh, oh, collateral damage. We're, no, uh, no, we're told, we're told that we have ways of intercepting nuclear missiles coming at us. Oh, I see. You see? So when we fire, we have to hit that nuclear missile dead on the first time. And if No, we, we fire another one. Though. If we can't hit some stupid balloon. Because they shot a second one and they got it. Yeah. The first one, they said, landed harmlessly in the water and never exploded. So it's somewhere at the bottom of the lake. Yeah. The missile. So maybe somebody will go out there and look for it. Some little right. fish nosing around is going to get it. <laughs> and there it goes. They said they went to great lengths to make sure the airspace is clear, the backdrop is clear. <clears throat> um, so he believes it landed harmlessly in the waters of Lake Huron. As to what these things are, and we're talking about not the Chinese spy balloon, and they're still analyzing it, that. By the way, they did say they think that the Chinese had a limited ability to steer the balloon. Because <laughs> uh, the day before it was shot down, it was maneuvering a bit. So they must oh, have, in some satellite way they were able to control it or something I, I like that. I think so because the, the way the, the the path it took was a strange path that wasn't a, a path based on the wind. The wind, the jet right? Because that that was going from Montana down to Missouri and then it made a left for the Carolinas, like it was trying to find the quickest route out of. It was trying the to US get to airspace. Mexico. It was trying to yeah. cross the border and get that's, out of the U.S. That's where it should have gone. They should have directed that thing south. Uh, but the three unidentified objects that were shot down uh, over the weekend or Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, they were not sending out communication symbols, signals. Uh, they were unmanned. They had no propulsion. And they weren't being maneuvered. And they were, they believe, just being moved by prevailing winds. And they do believe that these objects were either commercial or, I like this other word, benign. So they weren't like a foreign government controlling them to spy or maybe even drop a well, weapon on us and, of some and, kind. And they normally don't notice these because they have the radar settings not to pick this stuff up. Otherwise, right. I, I, th I think there's probably hundreds of these floating around all the time. My personal opinion is there's lots of crazy aviation nuts out there who just like to launch things. Mm -hmm. They do. Just to, to see what's... Maybe there's a camera attached or something so they can see. I mean, we all know about people with drones, but... These objects appear to be something else. And, and, uh, and companies. 
and it could be companies and, right. and research for universities. How do we know it wasn't a blimp? <laughs> now that would have been pretty big, I guess. A, a large blimp. <laughs> Blow one of those up. Um, yeah, they've had hundreds and hundreds of unidentified flying objects over the years. And as we mentioned yesterday, the filter used to be don't bother. Doesn't it doesn't it but show they, you they lowered the filter and that's why they shot these three out because people are really paying attention to this now and want to know, are we safe? Doesn't it show you how stupid this country is, though, that several government officials had to come out and tell everyone that these are not sent by aliens? It does. That, I mean, well, people, you, know, you know, I realized and I was looking at one of the websites, probably the Daily Mail. They were making a big deal over there, you know, extraterrestrials. And well, what are yeah. they keeping from us? Yeah, but what's the target audience of the Daily Mail? I know, I know, I know. But they had so many stories this morning. I just started laughing like, oh, my God. Yeah. They're uh, really tapping into that paranoia. Yeah, because that's that's the supermarket tabloid. Oh, of uh, course it is. Audience. Weekly World News, right? Right, Weekly World News when we were kids. Right. So that I mean, they, you know, there's that crowd out there who actually believe in this uh, nonsense, and there's so many of them. You know, probably tens of millions of people that yeah, the government has to say no, it's not a space alien, it's not an extraterrestrial. <laughs> Good. Uh, they say that bad weather because they shot these down. It's winter over, uh, you know, Canada and Alaska. It's making it difficult to recover whatever debris there is. They fell into icy, remote bodies of water. So I mean, that's her official explanation as to why we don't know more about what these things are that they recovered. Well, the one uh, that was shot off the coast of Alaska, that's in within the Arctic Circle. Uh, temperatures are in the minus 40s. Oh. I guess it's uh, nobody wants to go out and work in the minus 40s. I don't think you'd have to have special gear on. Now, the second one fell over the Canadian Rockies no. up in the Yukon Territory of Canada, and that's no fun, right? <laughs> when, no. It, when it's below zero and you're going to go, what, climbing, uh, climbing the Rocky Mountains? With that, right. And then so. uh, the third one in Lake Huron is probably uh, 200 feet deep. Yeah. So, And again, the one over the Yukon was described as cylindrical. Mm. Smaller than the spy balloon, the one that uh, uh, we talked about yesterday had an uh, octagonal structure with strings hanging off, but no discernible payload. Now, now the, I wonder if all these uh, floating objects were sending signals up to satellites so that whoever sent the object out was going to get, you know, weather readings or whatever they were looking for. And, yeah. and and those companies or countries or and universities, whoever set them up, ought to acknowledge and say, yeah, that was ours. You know, the one over Lake Huron, we sent that thing up. You would think someone might step forward and say, yeah, that was our thing, whoever we're doing with it. Right. If these if these really were benign and you were doing it for a legitimate commercial or scientific purpose, just say so. Maybe right? they're afraid they're going to get in trouble just because it got shot down and they maybe they didn't have permission. I don't know how it works, but... I yeah, I, I, probably nobody seeks permission. <laughs> probably. <laughs> nobody seeks permission for anything anymore. No. All right, we got more coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. Yeah, we're now on 1 to 4. You can use that app to access the podcast, Johnny Ken On Demand, right after we finish up at 4 o'clock or go to KFIAM640.com to access the podcast. Uh, it's free, right, John, isn't it? Huh? Oh, absolutely free. And you okay. get you get what you pay for every time with our show. Yeah, that's a nice way to say it. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming up after 2 o'clock, Culver City trying to do something about homeless encampments. A 3-2 to two vote 
We'll get into the specifics of the crackdown. Um, we talked last week about the area of Los Angeles known as Del Rey, very close to Culver City borders. And we talked about Culver Boulevard. There's a big median there that was with a large homeless encampment that they were working on getting the people out of there and pretty successful. When we had Tracy Park on last week, John, there was like one guy left who uh, was still camped on the on the yeah, median, I think. Right. I wonder what said. happened to him. Uh, I, I, don't I want know. that guy gone. Maybe he feels like he's got it all to himself now. Yeah, well. Maybe he's excited. They got to make him disappear. You know, I, I, uh, well, we'll get into it when we get to, we talk about Culver City. I think I know why Culver City and Santa Monica have both made the announcements they've made. They've suddenly awakened to the homelessness problem. Yeah, John's referring to Santa Monica's declared a state of emergency. Yeah. Uh, allegedly, that frees up money and cuts. Well, we know this from the city of LA's declaration. It's supposed to cut back on the red tape. But, yeah. all right, we'll talk about this after the news. At 2 o'clock, we are just talking about the uh, flying objects that were shot down by the American and Canadian military uh, over the last several days, over the weekend, and, of course, the Chinese spy balloon before that. So this brings us back. <laughs> you and I saw this headline. I thought it was related to the Chinese spy balloon. It is not. But it does bring us back on the John and Ken show to where we actually took the show. I think it was to Pasadena where they wanted to ban the balloons. Remember the Mylar balloon ban? Yeah. I think we went up there to a park, and we yes. did like a whole show. Over. Yes, we uh, celebrated the freedom of owning Mylar balloons. Laguna Beach, the city council there is about to ban the use of balloons on public property as well as the sale and distribution of all balloons, whether they're Mylar or hand-blown. <laughs> it's a tricky thing to say. Uh, I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> hand-blown? <laughs> Well, whatever you're into. Guys said that. Uh, fines could range from 100 to $500. They're going to finally approve oh, this. Oh, for God's sake. Next you, week. You bunch of uh, uh, virtue signaling, uh, cute little progressives. Stop it with your, your balloon bands. People who, want to, of, people who want to use balloons in Laguna Beach are going to go next door and buy a balloon and then bring it back to their homes. Yeah, but you can't have it in public. The, the cops will yeah, drive the, around the and cops, look for you. Oh, and yeah, bet, you're holding I'm, a balloon. They can ticket you. Sure. And, really? It's but not I'm, just about but, buying them. It's about possessing them. But if I'm taking a dump on the sidewalk, that'll be okay. Yeah, I don't well, I don't think Laguna <laughs> Beach has as many dumpers. On, I don't know. I haven't been there in a while, but I don't think they have a big homeless problem. That's Everybody has point. homeless people. The point but. is, is whether they, is whether, what I mean is whether they enforce all the quality of life laws that nobody seems to enforce anymore. Right. Well, this is about the sea life again. Uh, it started with a man by the name of Rich German, who's a big paddle boarder. And he just got tired oh, of seeing the oh, balloons out there in the okay. ocean. So the guy who spends his day on a paddle board <laughs> is, now, is now the activist. He gathered yeah. 1,500 signatures oh. to support a balloon <laughs> ban in Laguna <laughs> Beach. He finally got their attention. Do you know how many, how many tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of signatures have been on homeless petitions that they completely ignore? This is true. But, but those are people. The, These are just objects. The balloons are easier to manage. The virtue signaling stuff. Uh, oh, yeah, sure. Oh, we got all these petitions and people complain. Yeah. Because, uh, show, show me the, uh, the, uh, the dead animals from the balloons. Because in a uh, study done in Australia, balloons were found to be the most harmful to seabirds, marine life, and turtles. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't say specifically. In Australia. Apparently, if they ingest them, it can clog their digestive system. If they ingest And the them. strings can wrap around their heads and necks. Because I remember the the uh, plastic straw scam. They banned oh, here's plastic a vet straws. That says she found and, pieces of balloons in the stomachs of sea lions. 
But the plastic straw scam, it was uh, one sea turtle. Yeah, I, well, they're quoting several vets here that said they found. I, now it doesn't say it killed the uh, sea lion; it just says they found. Right? I'm, do they do they have like one, and, and specifically in the Laguna area, not in Australia, but in Laguna, do they do they have you any evidence? Show us the marine animal bodies is what you want. Well, right? if you're going to ban something, if you're going to take freedoms away from people, yes, have evidence, have clear, convincing evidence that this really is an issue. Well, here, here's a backdoor. Glenn Gray, CEO of the Pacific Marine Mammal Center in Laguna Beach, says that the balloons are mistaken for food. They ingest them, and they get a false sense they're full, so they come in here with malnutrition. So they're not dead, but the balloons make mm. them think that they did that they got food. Well, they that's didn't a, really that's a dumb animal if you don't know the difference between... That's why I said he came in the back door with that Between one, a so. fish and a balloon. They, yeah, uh, so, so they, 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 don't well, have, yeah. they don't have any dead anything in the Laguna Beach area. This is just uh, a bunch of uh, people preening over their environmental credentials. Oh, look I, what we did. And I happen to like balloons, but I'm a very safe disposer of balloons. I pop them. I wrap them up carefully. I put them <laughs> in a bag. No, I don't just let them go in the street, right? That's what this is. How else could they end up in the ocean unless you're letting them go in the street or otherwise right, they right. fly out of your car, garbage can or something? <laughs> No, there is a neighbor down the street uh, that apparently, no, had a birthday party for yeah. somebody. And mm. there's all these balloons. He didn't pop them. They're just sitting there in the alleyway uh -oh. waiting for the trash. I think uh -oh. he tied them to the garbage can. Wow. And, and it's They could get loose. By the way, you've got to be an idiotic animal to eat a balloon and think it's a fish. Well, animals don't have reason or logic. Yeah, how they, do they yeah. know? Well, it doesn't yeah, if it's taste brightly right. colored and it looks it, like a fish color. It doesn't taste right. It doesn't chew right. Well, dogs eat poop and all kinds of crappy things. I can't imagine that those things taste good. I don't know. Maybe it does. Did my dog eats poop? I, I can't oh. imagine. My dog will go in the litter box and eat the cat poop. I, I, he loves I, it so much because they're animals. That's what they do. Now, is eating a Mylar balloon considered vegan? I guess it would be. I think so, yeah. <laughs> Not that I would want that, but yeah, I guess it would be. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, this whole story this is, in the Orange County Register is just about the uh, harm of the it, balloons. It, it's, it's, it's always exaggerated. The last people I believe, period, is uh, I, I believe these this group, uh, I disbelieve this group more than I disbelieve the Los Angeles Times. That no. gives you an idea. It is always based on hysteria, and they have a never-ending list of issues in order to raise more money for their organizations and their fake nonprofits. Well, our paddle boarder is going to be out there. He says there's a lot of balloons yeah. after Valentine's Day in the ocean. Right, sorry. Well, he can go paddle around and pick them up. All right. Next is Council Member Dan O'Brien from Culver City to explain what they voted on three to two, the city council in Culver City, concerning the homeless and the encampments. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, 
safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com slash iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.